conversations about yesterday's animation animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon. Thundercats. Ghostbusters. Transformers. DuckTales. Days. Days. Days past to That's not a particularly deep show. So you will like us. And welcome to the 100th episode of the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Travis, three years ago, we started doing this show. Yeah, we embarked on the journey. And we're, we're still on the boat. Yeah, We've we not are. arrived in whatever faraway land. It's like the Odyssey. <laughs> we're going through a lot of islands that uh-huh. have weird shit happening on them. He-Man's on this one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are on this one. Mumesa's over there in the pasture. Uh, yeah, all I'm, that. It's yeah. behind us and we won't go back to it. <laughs> That's a one-way trip. <laughs> but I was just thinking about recording... The first couple episodes, because we would record a couple episodes in a day Yep. somehow back uh-huh. then. I don't know if in three years we've aged that much uh-huh. or uh, we've gotten better or worse at what we do. <laughs> Complete madness. But I remember we recorded in your apartment for yep. the first one. Yes, and, sir. And uh, it's just, it's a really good memory of, hey, I kind of know this guy. I like uh-huh. him a lot. And what's it like to be on a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and now I know what it's like to be on a podcast uh-huh. and what this guy's like. You're like, and I don't like you. And I am using this opportunity to <laughs> cut it, <laughs> cut it out. Ooh. So, yes, we are celebrating 100 episodes of Tooncastery. Yes, sir. We're experts at it now. Yeah. There's a, well, we have well, spent, <laughs> I, I forget what the, what, 10,000 hours, uh-huh. whatever it is, but like we haven't spent that long, but man, we've spent a lot of time for sure talking about cartoons, uh-huh. looking at cartoons, <laughs> thinking about cartoons, <laughs> trying to forget cartoons. Well, we had to have earned some sort of podcast license by now or, or, or some sort of. They'll degree. finally release these episodes we've been, <laughs> <laughs> right. we've been making now that we've earned the right. So we've gone through, uh, leading up to the 100th episode, you know, we've been doing a new cartoon every episode yep. since we did Sonic on episode number 89. Mm-hmm. And that is a fun, uh, different experience from uh, revisiting some of these old favorites. Yes, sir. Today, we're, we're continuing with that trend. We went a few different ways when we were brainstorming. Who should we celebrate our 100th anniversary uh-huh. with? <laughs> we'll just call it our 100th anniversary. Yep. Who should we celebrate that with? And we realized that there were some young men <laughs> who had recently moved into the neighborhood. Yeah, they're newer. They were they were new. They yeah, were newer. They yeah. were new. Uh-huh. And they're they're basically kids. Uh, yeah. They're five Boston boys. Hunky <sighs> teens. You kidding me? Yeah, they are. They're five Boston. <laughs> we'll call them boys because I mean that's really that's really where More they're accurate. living. Yeah, they're yeah. boys. Yeah, you're right. Uh, who liked to sing. And to dance. Uh-huh. And the world loved for them to sing and to dance. Yeah. So much a cartoon had to be made. Uh-huh. Before Backstreet Boys. Before NSYNC. Before NSYNC. Before 98 De- degrees. degrees. What's another yeah. one? Uh-huh. Are there other ones? There are. Those are the important ones. <laughs> yeah. That's 98 degrees is pushing it. Before all that, they had the right stuff. They hung tough. We're talking, of course, about... New kids on the block. 
kids on the block. N-K-O-T-B. <laughs> it's hard for me to get through it. <laughs> Apparently, they've recently teamed with the Backstreet Boys as N-K-O-T-B-S-B. Oh, no. Was that new kids on the block street band, boys? I don't know. <laughs> You, Travis, you and I were in our, we're going to say our late mid thirties. Yes. That means that we grew up at a time when these, when these boys uh-huh. roamed the earth. Free range. Oh, yeah, it was free yeah. range in KOTB. So this is a boy band, guys. Look, if you're younger and don't know who the new kids are, they're just, they're a touchstone culturally. Uh-huh. I feel like you kind of know of them regardless of hearing the music, but you've, <laughs> they're at least a joke to you. Uh-huh. At least. Yeah. You got to know of them. But they were the late 80s, early 90s, yep. boy band. They kind of set the standard for boy bands since then. Yeah, yeah. They, they might not have created it, but they definitely jump-started the hell out of it. I would say they they tweaked uh-huh. it. They give it some, I'm turning two <laughs> screwdrivers at once right now. Yeah. They tweaked it, and then they, they made that motor hum, mama. Mm-hmm. It's just super nostalgic over here, because not only are we talking about a band that was huge when we were really quite young, because uh-huh. they were around when we were toddlers right uh they were they were swinging back and forth sashaying across the stage but we also managed to watch uh, a staple of our teenage years uh-huh. to learn more about them yes we did we watched the vh1 behind the music on new kids on the block just to to reacquaint ourselves with the kids this is the story of five kids from boston who had the will the hunger and the audacity to follow their dreams now the new kids on the block a behind-the-music special event. It was weird because it was from 2008. Yeah. Past the original version of that show. Right. If you've ever heard that show or watched it, you know that the narrator is 90% of the show. Uh-huh. Like the guy and the weird purple prose that he uses to describe <laughs> everything. So this wasn't quite as enjoyable as tonight on Behind the Music. Yeah. On what precipice did the new kids stand between uh-huh. success and dismay or whatever? <laughs> but it was still very illuminating yeah, 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 for me. Yeah. I knew nothing about them. I judged them quite a bit ahead of time, and maybe I did less after I learned their story. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same over here. So they kind of came about, well, they they did come about uh-huh. <laughs> really as a reaction to the band New Edition, yep. which was a black group, a boy band uh, uh-huh. of young guys. Teenagers. They worked with a man named Maurice Starr. With eight R's. <laughs> <laughs> An R Star. for every hit record yep. that he ever did. After working with that band, that fell apart, and he said, I want to put together the white version of this. I'm not a quitter, so let's get up and get this thing going. Now I'm going to put five young white kids together. And I, that's what he did. He, uh-huh. This is not something that these kids said, I'm going to start a boy band. Yeah. They don't start that way, right. I don't think. I don't know of any that have. It's always some... <laughs> who's the guy that the Backstreet Boys are in sync worked with? Yeah, um... Not Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh, say? it's close. It's close. It's, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> it was Hellboy that was behind all that. Right. That guy is a fucking... Lou. Lou. There you Lou. go. Yes, Lou Perlman. Uh, criminal. Uh-huh. A criminal man. And Maurice Starr seems Mr. less... Mr. Criminal. He seems less like a criminal. Uh-huh. Um, he... <laughs> seeing him interviewed anywhere, especially in this documentary, was great. Uh, <laughs> he is dressed... Like a flamboyant cop yes like a funky dictator <laughs> like that more it's funny because you look back in his old pictures 
uh, he just kind of looked like a guy, yeah. you know, hanging out. And then over time, he gets more and more medals on uh-huh. his chest. Yeah. And he wears like, he looked more well, like. He, he started off as Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson. <laughs> That's, That's what he started off. That's very true. And then he started <laughs> accruing field commendations enough to kick him up the ranks. Um, and the interview that we saw, he was like in all black. He was, he again, looked like a Luftwaffe yeah. like pilot and all black, but just a little funky, a little danceable. <laughs> It's very similar to the Michael Jackson around the time of, I guess, bad and afterwards where he was wearing, again, like ambassadors, medals and and Uh shoulder pads. Yeah. It's a weird choice, but. (laughs) You said ambassador medals. I kind (laughs) of. Yeah. They get medals, right? Yeah. I like it. So Maurice Starr, he's a musician. He wrote song. He wasn't just the guy that put them together. He was the guy that wrote a lot of songs. He had produced this stuff. Like he's kind of the fifth or the sixth member of the uh-huh. band. He was behind a lot of it. But he said, hey, let's let's do the white version. Right. <laughs> that Sadly, that is the history of music. It's just this time a black man said that and it worked out. Right. We want to do a boy band. We want them to sell. We want them to pop. Lock and, Lock. and drop. And they, and they yes. will. They mm-hmm. did. His very first find, the one that got it started, yep. is somebody that you may know. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie. Donnie. Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Not Mark. Nope. That's his brother. Yep. And he was apparently temporarily in the band. He was. Mark, he, he was. Yep. And he appeared dancing in a music video. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what he did to get noticed. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't seem the like, and, and this is really, like, they're all talented. Don't get me wrong. Right. They're more talented than I think we give them credit for typically. Yeah. But he doesn't strike me as, like, the most talented member of the band. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be the the start of it, like, oh, I got to put this kid in pictures, basically, right. moment with Maurice Starr. I don't know. I guess he just had, he had chutzpah. He spit some rap. And I guess he had that that look. Well, and he had a chip on his shoulder. He had, he attitude. Yeah. They all did, but I, he definitely was the two like the bad boy, the Raphael of oh, their teenage mutant ninja yeah, turtles good call, for sure. Because he was the he's the bad boy. Uh-huh. He and all of the the first four members that joined all grew up in an Irish Catholic Boston neighborhood, uh-huh. very poor, and they all went to an, basically an all black school. So their experience, I mean, like I Dor- think of Dorchester. Them, Dorchester, Dorchester, Massachusetts. That's right next to Windowsphere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, check it out, guys. Check it out. It's in Boston. Uh, <laughs> that's where they grew up. Went to an all-black school, and so they had an experience of poverty, of uh-huh. being uh, and listening to a lot of black music, not just hip hop, but soul right. and R and B and these things. And I think New Edition uh-huh. uh, as well. So it was kind of a chain effect from Donnie because he had a friend named Danny Wood who is the big dancer of the crew. And he had he had a rat tail of the century, man. I think they all had some rat tails. Oh, you think so? But you you probably had some major rat tail envy going because (laughs) you never got to have yours. I never did. Uh -uh. Have you considered doing it now? Uh, I've thought about it. I've played with the idea. I'll put it this way. As a man whose hair is going away, uh-huh. that's one of the only like haircuts I could have had as a kid uh-huh. that I could still for sure pull off <laughs> even unto my elderly years. Like <laughs> I can always grow the back of it out. Uh-huh. That works. It's just one last hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> one, less, one less dance. They get Danny Wood, the dancer. Mm-hmm. They get two brothers, Jordan and Jonathan Knight. Knight. Jordan, to me, seems like, I don't know, because he was the star of the cartoon that we watched today. Like, he was the focus oh, yeah. of that episode. But he seems like the front man more than anyone else. Right. Because he, he's not a bad singer. Uh-huh. dances pretty well. He's well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a fucking quadruple threat, uh-huh. this kid. He's going places. <laughs> and then Jonathan is his brother who seems, through at least the stuff that we watched, 
uh, and even in the cartoon we watched, he's he's kind of more nervous, uh-huh, <laughs> and they right. reflected that in the cartoon. They did, where he's worried about things. I'm like, come on, leave the kid alone. Let him be a hero in his own fucking cartoon. <laughs> but the last person to join wasn't from their neighborhood, and uh, that was Joey McIntyre. And actually, so along with Mark Wahlberg yeah. joining too, there's also another friend, uh, Jamie Kelly. Jamie Kelly. Jamie Kelly was part of it too. But once Mark and Jamie Kelly both left. That's when Joey McIntyre was was brought in as the fifth member. Knowledge drop. Well, we all know what Mark Wahlberg has been up to. Uh-huh. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yes. And that's it. Uh-huh. But what, what did this <laughs> Kelly kid do so, afterwards? So it just said that Kelly dropped out uh, due to lack of talent. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was lack of commitment, and I guess he wanted to steal cars and, and do whatever Marky Mark was doing. But the other guy was just lack of talent. Lack of talent. <laughs> Yes. He left due to lack of talent. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> lack of ability. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, he, he, you talk to him now. He's like, I didn't leave. They was, for, he, was forced yeah. out. So, no, he he was dismissed uh-huh. for lack of talent. <laughs> That's what a way to put it. Oh, man. So, Joey. Enter Joey. Yeah. Maurice Starr said, I need the Michael Jackson for this uh-huh. Jackson 5. Yeah. Uh, the littlest kid. A prepubescent. Yes. This kid was teeny tiny. Uh-huh. He's teeny tiny, baby. And came in, and he, he does, I, you can hear it in, in some of the songs. Like, he did sound, have that little bit of that Michael Jackson uh-huh. super young voice. Yeah, sound like a chipmunk. I wrongly think of them as like even in their heyday uh-huh. being at oldest 15. Yeah. That's not true. They were like, by the time they really were hitting, they were 18 for the most part and right. then 20, you know, by the right. time this cartoon came out. But it's easy for me to just think of them as literal children. And they were at one point, as we all were. Uh huh. You and me both. Yep. Still am at heart. <laughs> That's what my therapist tells me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, Travis, I want to yeah. ask you an important question that yeah, I think should be established. Uh, the answer should be established before we go further. Okay. Uh, who's your kid? Who's your kid? Who? <laughs> Is your kid? Who's your kid? Hey, Travis, who's your kid? Who is your kid? Who's your kid? <laughs> Hi, Officer Will Short here. Who's your kid? Uh huh. Yeah, who's your kid, Travis? You gotta pick one. I'm gonna have to say my mine would be Jordan. Okay, mine would be Jordan, bro. Okay. I get a heartthrob, good dancer, great singer. <laughs> yes. Great you do, dresser. You threw that in at the end like, hey, why not even consider that he might he's a great singer? F it. <laughs> Who's your kid, sir? I, after watching the behind the music, especially seeing him as an adult, yeah. Joey McIntyre is my kid. Uh, That's my kid. He's so like he's a blue-eyed little blonde guy, uh-huh. and he's just kind of squirrely looking and, and just has this general, I don't know, energy that's very positive. Uh, and but he also apparently was picked on by the other people in the group and uh-huh. almost didn't quit about it right. at one point. So I maybe identify with that part of him too. Uh-huh. But he has a real scrappiness about him and he just seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he's very he's just <laughs> fun to watch. Joey's my kid. Who's your kid? Who's your kid? <laughs> hey, New Kids fans, who's your kid? Oh, you know, yeah. Hey, listen, Joey's a great, that's a great alternative. I like it. I like alternative? It. He's my main, baby. <laughs> so they were assembled. Mm-hmm. They were playing gigs and they were being well received at the live shows. Yes. They got their record deal. 
Mari Starr at the helm. Uh-huh. Got their foot in the door at Columbia. Yes. The album flops. It's it's a self-titled, New Kids yeah. on the Block. <laughs> it seems to be the issue was that they were a white band of kids uh-huh. being marketed specifically to a black audience. Right. And I get why that wouldn't necessarily be high on the charts or just an immediately accepted. It's a little different to do it live. You know, fuck it, we'll do it live. Do it live yep. You have to fuck it and then you will do it live. <laughs> so they almost were dropped by the label because the, the album just did not perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just would have assumed they were great off the gate, but they were, it was just mismarketed. However, somehow they hung on to things. Yep. <laughs> 1988 rolls around and they come out with a big hit album called Hang and Turn. <laughs> now here's why I, I always think after this, uh-huh. bow down. As a kid, I didn't own this album. Uh, I don't know why. I had a lot of albums that I own cassette, but I didn't own this, but I I liked the songs. Uh And this is one that I would want to hear because at that time, I thought it was the coolest piece of music I'd ever heard. Uh Uh-huh. Like, seriously, like, it was just like, oh, man, they're boys and they're in jean jackets and they do a dance to it and they're talking about being tough. And uh-huh. at some point they're kind of like, yeah, hang it you know, they kind of it's like rapping, but not. And listening to it now, it is just I, and I like a lot of this music. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. That is just one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever heard. And I, I try not to be. Yeah, there's a whistle at the beginning, like a referee blows the whistle. And it's like it's just this faux tough. I'm sure they got into scrapes and everything, yeah. but this is not a tough sounding song. Yeah, I love Even it. Even with the version with the electric guitar in it. Pretty bad. Oh, real it's bad. Pretty real bad. bad. But you were saying you listened to this album on a trip recently. I did. I I, I played the whole album in, in its entirety. And uh I was surprised. I was like, hey, this isn't this isn't horrible. It's not. This is this is not what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be a complete shit show sandwich yes. it wasn't no it was uh, it wasn't even a side of shit uh-huh. frankly it was it's very much of its time mm-hmm. the production is all kinds of drum machines and shit the ballots a bit much for okay, me yeah i'm not a fan of those yeah because like, also because their singing starts to falter in those like and I, <laughs> oh, mine yeah, it's bad. It's i'm bad. not a good singer uh-huh. but the stuff that has a groove to it uh-huh. it's pretty great yeah, and, and, yeah. And, like, yeah maurice knew what he was maurice doing. was a funky uh-huh. dictator yeah. and he knew how to deploy his <laughs> troops dictator. he was baby and he knew he had a smile on his face about it but he knew how to deploy the troops. Uh-huh. To me, the one that stuck out and that everybody knew was the right stuff. Right. That is a great pop song. That is the right stuff. It is yeah. it's the right stuff for me. It's good. Give it to Doctor prescribed it, and I took it. <laughs> Made me feel a lot better. That's a, I love that song. That's a great song. That, that one I will play uh-huh. and not even feel shame. Right. <laughs> unless someone catches me. And then I'll, I might feel a little shame. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, 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 yeah. ooh. That was on this album, too. Just having these songs, though, wasn't enough. The issue seemed to be the marketing as much as anything else. So they started getting played on pop radio. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference between, hey, well, let's play it sandwich between Zap and probably New Edition or something. Yeah. It's like this doesn't really stand out uh, except for being shittier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what got them all this major crazy exposure. Right. Travis, at that age, what were you listening to? Like, Because here's the thing. You and I are young enough. Yeah. 
1988, we were four or five years old, uh-huh. right? So not yep. that we didn't hear music, but I wasn't like collecting albums uh-huh. in, in a little cassette holder right. yet, I don't think. I was exposed <laughs> to a lot of music. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know that I was listening to it when it was brand spanking new, mm-hmm. but let's say around your preteen years, yeah. before rock and roll maybe entered the picture, right? Or if rock and roll was the thing, what were you listening to? Oh, you know what? Um, dance music. Yes. Like, uh, rhythm is a dancer. And uh, what, Real McCoy? Um, another night, another day. Heavy dance music, bro. And pop. I was listening to pop too, bro. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember me and my sister, we got taken to Walmart. Not as a punishment. Not okay. as a punishment. Or or by a stranger. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, with parents. <laughs> we were with our parents. We were um, given the... Uh, the gift of, hey, you know, go pick out one musical tape or whatever you're going to yeah, get. Yeah. So I remember this. My sister got the new kids on the block. And I think she also got Millie Vanilli, too. Uh, um, and I I got the, um, what I get? What I get? Um, I got uh, Janie. Janie's got a gun. Errol Smith. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, it's- I got the single, dude. And I was like, I was rocking and rolling. You know, when you mentioned dance music, I've they would play it on some of the stuff my mom listened to in the uh-huh. car. They would play it at the skating rink. They would play it at all these places. My my favorite one. Oh yes. I love any of those. All those, man. All those are so because it's it's just this powerful woman just screaming music at you. I just imagine this like almost like a dominatrix dressed, like a matrix dressed woman uh-huh. of, of, of sizable proportions, like pointing at men in the audience, like, "Hey, you, you want to be my lover?" <laughs> the one that I I had a tape of, yeah, that I associate with that. It's uh, it came from a factory. CNC. Yeah, baby. The CNC Music Factory, which also sounds like a uh, like a chain restaurant. It does. <laughs> it sounds uh-huh. like the time machine or whatever. Or a place where you'd go get guitar strings when you're when you're at a jam spot <laughs> yeah, or something. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm going to CNC. You only drumsticks or picks or what? And this this to me was like almost uh, was maybe the the next best because. Well, they both have like there's a rap, you mm-hmm. know, in it too. So you had oh, a yeah. guy that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get a nut, so move your butt. Yeah, yeah. And then the recipe like Snap does. You know, Snap <laughs> yeah, Snap's yeah. got two British women yeah, yeah. and a rapping dude. Here, look, you got a lady singing uh-huh. and a man rapping, <laughs> and that's I might be tr- traditional, but that's uh, how I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like MC Hammer was just top of the crop. You can't touch this. Cream of the crop. Yes. He was he was the man. Break it down. I literally had a purple wristband that said, can't touch this. <laughs> was that something your mom put on you? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a label maker. <laughs> Print. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. That's it's, my son. Hey, that's my son. Uh, d- don't, don't touch you that. You can't please. touch him. No, don't touch him. You can't touch him. Stop. Hammer time. <laughs> that's a good will. Can't touch this. <laughs> 
But I mean, MC Hammer was just like he was unstoppable for a while there, and he was such a sparkling example of a human, as far as I could we could all tell. Uh-huh. And I, I don't mean that to say anything else. I just don't know anything besides he was great and he had a fall, but he was still a nice guy. Sparkling human. A sparkling human. Just mm-hmm. he was like a, a Twilight vampire. Yeah, even the stuff that came out uh, about him like later on, it was just you know it wasn't nothing bad. He there spent was nothing too much. Bad. Yeah, he, he spent, spent too, too much, much money. money. Yeah, and now he goes to church a lot. Yeah. Oh. Oh, what a terrible man. Yeah. But what. <laughs> What was the what was the song he had as a follow up later after he when he tried to go hard? What was the name of the P- uh, pumps in the dumps? Oh god, pumps in the dumps, pumps in the dumps. I like them girls with the pumps in the dumps. What does and he, it mean? He, and he was dressed like he was in a Tupac video. I'm like, hammer, no, that's not you, hammer. dog. Hammer, you don't do it. Touch this. Uh-uh. You can't touch pumps this. in the dumps. This is not legit. You must quit. I, I remember uh, that one of the opening scenes. I think uh, he's holding a girl upside down while she's dancing. <laughs> Yeah, I said that I upside just, down. Just the name sounds so gross. Uh-huh. And I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it sounds to me like a, a woman in pumps, like uh-huh. high heels and a diaper. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want it. I think it's it's going down that avenue, but no, no, no dumps, just butts. <laughs> he never talks yeah. about the dumps. Well, I wore out a lot of cassettes, but the man who got the most plays from me uh-huh. actually has a connection to these kids. He's a strange man. And he loves food. The white stuff. The first one was a sweet one. Weird Al Yankovic. You are a big Weird Al fan. My favorite things to go back and listen to are the polka medleys that he does. Yep, yep. You played all those for me. Uh-huh. I'll play them again if you don't watch out. I'll come at you. Oh, Oreo. What's in the middle? The white stuff. Hanging tough. It's out. These kids are touring the world. It's huge. <laughs> yes. They are on top of the world. Yep. They went to the they went to where Santa hangs out. They uh-huh. said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna build a floor above you. That's where we're gonna live because we're on top of the world." Hey, Santa, we're gonna need that house. We're gonna need that house, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm not gonna attempt any Boston accents. I'm no good with those. It all goes back to hey, some bullshit version of Jersey or New York You're that right, I do. Yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> 1990, they've been touring like for two years and just rising, rising, rising in popularity and everything else. Yeah, like yeast. (laughs) They release another hit album called Step by Step. Ooh, Ooh, baby. baby. Now, Travis, it's been a while since we've done something like this. Okay. On our YouTube channel. Yeah. We've got, you'll find one video and it's the X-Men Attack video. But it's a great video. It's a great video. Guys, go search for Days Past Tooncast or X-Men Attack on YouTube or follow the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. You'll find it. Uh, But I had noticed the similarity between the X-Men 1992 animated series theme, uh, specifically the bass line, Uh and the song Baby Got Back. (laughs) Right, right. And then a little bit later, it was the song Maneater that was very similar. (laughs) The Ghostbusters from Filmation basically ripped off. Uh And you can mash them up real good. It's a good mash them up. Do we have another another one, Will? I think we might have another one. Because (laughs) I I wasn't familiar with this song. One, this might be my favorite song of theirs. Okay. It's got some actual orchestra. Uh I don't know. It it hits me in a good spot. Yeah. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. But listening to it, specifically to the strings, I noticed some similarities. So okay. we're just going to start playing this and then you're going to hear some things and <laughs> you're going to feel some stuff. What, what You're going to feel some feelings and what you hear next, you won't believe. Step by step, ooh baby, gonna get to you girl. It's a good so far. It's a normal song. It's a good song. Yeah. Step by step. Uh, 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 
Cappy P, which came out a year later. Captain Planet should have paid for it because they ripped it off in some ways. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's actionable. But oh my God. Yeah, that's it's great. It's good. They sh- I would love to get my hands on the track, like the, the raw tracks to put those together. Uh-huh. Cause they're both fucking jams. And we all know that. We all know that. Uh, and this is really, they were hitting, I guess, the pinnacle of their influence. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, I said that. Like, listen, one of my favorite rappers. He he was on a uh, he was on some talk show on XM. Who's your Who's this rapper? Uh, it's Jr. Ryder. Okay, um, he, he's pretty good. But man, I lost so much respect for him because he he said he was going to be at Club Pinnacle, oh, and the lady no. was like Pinnacle. He's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, oh. no, no, that's not whatever. No, that's a word. <laughs> that's that's a word that we we can't start accepting this yeah, yet. That's, that's a word. It's not pinnacle. It's Language pinnacle. hasn't broken down that much. Well, I. It's funny. I will think of words, and it's almost like in a joke in my head that I will think of them as the wrong pronunciation. So I remember the spelling. Uh-huh. So like people becomes peopal. Uh-huh. I don't say that though. I'm not. I'm not completely <laughs> a fucking idiot. I'm not a dummy. Oh, wowzers. Uh, well. This is when they truly were reaching the zenith. Uh-huh. We'll see. And they were everywhere. They had like beach towels with their na- faces on them. You got earrings, ear everything. Diapers. Yeah. I tampons. Mean, I'm sure there were cakes. <laughs> there were cakes made that yeah. were new kids on the block themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were probably having uh, new kids on the block parties. Absolutely. It was just it is what it is. New yeah. kid at the block party. Yes. It's pointed out in the behind the music that you know, this is a great way to make people tired of your shit. Oh they, yeah. Get them sick of you. Uh, oversaturation's a thing. Baby. That, that you ever tried to sop up a whole person's blood with one sponge? <laughs> that shit don't work. <laughs> that is where it was beginning because it had just gotten so big and they were on everything. It's like you can't even take them seriously if you right. ever could in the first place. Uh, now, Mar- Maurice Starr, they still had a good relationship at the time. He's still working with them and I'm sure making uh, billions right. off of this. He, he says about all that. I never thought it was too much product. out. I was sitting back thinking, God, that these millions were flowing in. He didn't get into this for like pure artistic. I it came to me in a vision that my creative vision uh-huh. is a five boys from Boston. You know, like, he was about them greenbacks, baby. He, had to make, he, he, he was going to deploy those funky troopers, uh-huh. and he was going to get the money, and he did. He got that money, and he spent it on leather hats. <laughs> he, spent, he spent it on like tunics <laughs> and marching boots, <laughs> and probably some war memorabilia of some kind. This is the point. 1990, mm-hmm. in the midst of kids' fever, <laughs> and it struck the world, it's an international phenomenon, uh-huh. yeah. that we received the new Kids on the Block cartoon. It dropped from the skies, <laughs> yes, from they, the heavens. Well, I, I just figure the fangirls specifically were just demanding it. Yeah. Demanding it. And a few fanboys. That's the thing. It's like, it wasn't just music that uh, like for a lady, <laughs> although I will say... Something that's in many of their songs, and this is true for a lot of, of, of boy bands. Girl, don't leave. Girl, come here. There's a lot of girl. It's it, They say girl more than mm-hmm. like a dog trainer. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. They also, they do the thing, even in like the right stuff, at some point, like at, at the end of the course, like, you know what it is, girl. They do the thing where it's like they're pointing at you with their whispery voice. My dreams come true. Don't be mistaken, girl. This one's for you. It's for you. 
You, it's it's basically baby she's born with it. Like that's the same. <laughs> baby it's Maybelline. It's it's the same energy. Uh-huh, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. do it so much, and it's funny because it's such like you could say it's almost inaudible what they're actually saying. Uh-huh. So it really could just be like you smell like garbage, baby, and then. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Oh, I love it. So they came and hear it. They gave it to us. They gave it to the world as a gift. <laughs> Kids Fever was here. Now, this was on ABC. Yeah. I believe it ran, what was it, 15 episodes? Yes, sir. Okay. I believe so. <laughs> Didn't last more than a season. I, I doubt. It, it, it should have only lasted a season. It, I, I thought it was only six episodes. When I saw 15, I was like, what? Yeah. How'd this happen? <laughs> uh, They're like contracts, baby. Yeah. That's how. It's always funny when a cartoon is based off of a series. It's based off of real people. <laughs> like real people doing not so real things. Uh-huh. They're kind of few and far between, but I love it. Yeah. It is also very strange to be doing it to people who have only recently become uh, adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> and have been in the public eye since they were children. <laughs> I think there was a Jackson 5 cartoon maybe at some point, but it just feels... Weird to have continuing adventures of actual people to me in uh-huh. cartoon form. But ABC was thrown behind this big time and they said, hey, the new kids are big. What's the basically the new kids equivalent bigness wise on our TV lineup? Uh-huh. And the answer was, of course, the biggest gun they could reach for the Urk. Urkel. Family Matters. They had them do a little intro promo, introducing the world to the idea of a cartoon of the new kids. Mr. Mickey's incredible. Name one thing they've got that I haven't got. The <laughs> handsome, talented, and rich. I only asked for one. I can't decide whether the new kids are cuter in real life or as a cartoon. Real life. <laughs> <laughs> the setup of the show, like how it plays out, is a little bit like Gem and the Holograms uh, minus girls plus boys for the girls. Girls, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Like they're not, they don't have a hologram machine. It's not a sci fi, but it is just the adventures of this band and, and the and, antics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we got live action. They're, 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 okay. they're playing. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk this about is that. nuts. This is nuts. And I, this seems, I watched a little bit of the first episode. Yeah. We, we watched the second episode and we'll get to the specifics of that in a, yeah. in a minute. Mm-hmm. But. They start off and they have some live action footage of Jordan Knight. Uh-huh. And he is giving an interview what seems to be backstage like he's about to go on stage. Right. Like he just, With more makeup on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Looking like a, a dream. <laughs> yes. That's one thing is to just have this uh, this live action footage of him at the top where he's saying he he's it's a sad and weird thing. I can't tell if it's real or not. He's saying either because someone told him to say it or because he means it. I've been chased. I've been grabbed, but I've not been attacked yet. And that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> girls, attack me. I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Yeah! Some girls seem genuine. A lot of girls in their, in their notes write, they don't love me for me being a new kid on the block, but they love me because of who I am. But it's really hard to tell. I just wish that I could find a girl who would love me for who I am. Attack me. Yeah, he he's definitely reading from a cue card, man. I don't I don't he know. It's is. it's weird. Like it's very strange. But it that is. that is its own thing. The editing is epileptic <laughs> on this thing. Because they will do not only are there it it is a strobe light yeah, of yeah it's of a, editing. Yes. Yeah. They will just cut in randomly mm-hmm. and it's sometimes like at a breakneck pace. Oh my god, there are girls outside our door. And they will cut to an actual live action <laughs> shot of girls outside their door. And maybe just for one second, and then st- it's very jittery. It's got the energy of like a cocaine fiend. 
I don't, it's really weird to watch because it seems almost like an art house thing. Uh-huh. It starts to become like, oh, is this a montage? Is this a collage, a tone poem right. of some right. kind? But the other <laughs> thing that, that really, really sends it into seizure zone is all of the 90s borders that they put on it. Yes. Like at, at random intervals, you will just get one of, like, it looks like Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> it looks like the intro for Say by the Bell. Yes, a loud border uh-huh. that comes in and it's just like glowing things blinking at you. Palm trees, uh, <laughs> y- yellow triangles. Yes. It's- all that, Everything yeah. is bright, uh-huh. and that's that's going on. It's it's really just like somebody discovered they had the software to do that. But what it really feels like is they cut the whole thing together and then said, "Now we need to give this to a fangirl uh-huh. and have her do a final pass." And then she says, "I'm looking for the energy of a trapper keeper commercial." <laughs> A Trapper Keeper commercial. <laughs> yeah. And that's how this thing needs to look, is that. <laughs> Shout out to Trapper That is what Keepers. it looks like. You, if you grew up then, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Like, this is high 90s <laughs> bullshit. Trapper <laughs> That's the vibe for, they're looking for. Thank you for that. Doug. I say do watch unless you get tested by your doctor first and see if your uh-huh. heart can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> The setup of the show, I mean, it's really, it is, seems to be what their life was, is that they were five boys in a band going around playing gigs, and the the Cobra to their G.I. Joe uh-huh. are the fangirls. <laughs> they are out for blood to get these boys. They even have a secret command center where yeah. they're like, what's the report on those boys? Where are the kids? Where are they at right now? Put out an all-points bulletin. The new kids on the block just checked in into the mega hotel in Beverly Hills. This goes back to the Beatles, like yes. you know, the, and, and uh-huh. especially their movies where they're being chased around by large groups of women. What, what is your end game when you are in this mob of girls? Because a lot of the time they do get to touch them at least for yeah. a second, or get something signed, or, or say something to them, or be pointed at, or whatever. <laughs> but what, what is their actual goal in this? I, I don't. Blood. <laughs> Blood will. Very simple. They a, want to get a blood sample. As a former fangirl, it's blood. They want to get a blood sample so they can clone their own yes. Jordan Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it just seems, it's just funny to me because it's like, what the guys don't really seem opposed to it. Yeah. The people that seem opposed to it are the management. Yeah. There's a man, there's, there are two characters that are on their kind of management side. There's Mr. Scott, who is the manager. Dick Scott. Dick Scott. <laughs> And Biscuit. And Biscuit, their security guard. Uh-huh. This is a very small team to I mean, beat. they're big men, but yes, yeah, the, no, no, there's no. quantity. It, the te- yeah, the amount of people, <laughs> like, they should have an entourage per kid. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Entirely. Easily. Yeah. The manager, Mr. Dick Scott, he has five ulcers going right now. Yes. And he hasn't seen his own kids in months. He has just got to protect, he is charged with protecting the the biggest thing in the world, like, yep. the, the, the jewel of all jewels. These kids and their honor. The president didn't have anything on this. No, no, no. This is this is way on top of that. Like Uh the kids are top level security (laughs) risks. And they he he just seems stressed, like there's nothing about music. Right. It is just about here here are puppies that are trying to escape a box all the time. Yeah. Because these kids don't want to stay in their hotel all day. And I have to keep the puppies in the box. Uh-huh. And that's his job. And he's stressed about it. And I'm he... hurting cats. <laughs> yes. Actually, we, we, hey, what episode do we watch? We got to talk about that because we're getting into the specifics of the show now. Yep. This is the second episode of the New Kids on the Block cartoon. D by Deke. That's right. Yes. Yep. By Do It Cheap. <laughs> Sheik of my dreams. Sheik of my dreams. Mm-hmm. That's the title. Yes, sir. You'll find out why. Yeah. Very shortly. Originally broadcast September 15th, 1990. And I looked it up. Nothing of import happened that day. 
Uh, unless unless something personally happened to you, then I, you know, I rescind that. But yes. worldwide, and it was kind of a boring day. <laughs> Otherwise, this might have been the biggest thing that happened. When they arrive at this hotel, they're going to play a gig in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. They arrive and they're all worried, the team and the kids, about being spotted by the girls. They arrive in a white limo. Mm hmm. With a license plate that says new kids on it. It's not a good way to start. That's <laughs> Co- covert, isn't it? Is that not covert? They are in Beverly Hills. I, I, some of this I had to put together from other parts of the episode because it's a little confusing. I feel like they maybe weren't focused on getting the plot super tight uh. and the script like, you know, flawless <laughs> on this. But my understanding is that they were in Beverly Hills uh-huh. to play a gig. Yeah. The gig was a wedding. We'll get more into that as we go. <laughs> I think that regardless of who's getting married, that the new kids in 1990 were beyond playing weddings. Yeah. And also, they were playing for what turns out to be a Middle Eastern royal family uh. in the middle of the Gulf War in America. But still, this is questionable booking on every level. Yeah. Like yeah, somebody yeah. needs to be talked to. I don't know if it's Dick. I don't know, uh-huh. who, but they need to question this. This is just to warn you up front. This is an episode that's not only about the prison of fame and expectation mm-hmm. as, as seen through the, the lens of a new kid, right. specifically Jordan Knight. It's also a cartoon that features America's number one pop group being threatened with beheading from a Middle Eastern man for not participating in an arranged marriage in the middle of an of a military operation in the Middle East. Uh-huh. This is what you're getting on Saturday mornings. This is yeah. what you show up for when you it's go to heavy. see those kids. <laughs> fucking heavy, dude. It's heavy, bro. It's, it is wild. It's fucking wild. <laughs> They're stuck in the hotel room. The girls have found them. Uh-huh. And, like, and then Jordan's uh, complaining. A, a girl has plungered her way to, the, to yes. the top of the window. Yeah, like she's climbing up like a human fly. <laughs> and Biscuit... Because he's a one-man security team, has to use a helicopter jetpack. Uh-huh. Dude, just get some guys. You guys have money. Get a team. Spend some. Maybe that's how Maurice kept them uh-huh. in the in the black. <laughs> I can't. I can never remember which one it is. In the black. I got it right. They're stuck in there. They know they got to play the gig. Jordan's complaining about the real Jordan's problem because it's a cartoon version. They do not play themselves. Jordan is complaining about how no girl could ever love him for just who he is because they don't know, everyone knows that he's a new kid and they just all love him for that. So their plan is to go to the mall and find some chicks who don't know who they are. Impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Not if you dress up like Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> and when that first happened, I could not figure out how did they even have these costumes? Uh-huh. My only answer that I can come up with because they don't tell us is that they were going to wear them at the wedding and play in these, like, seriously, like, if you play Prince of Persia video games, this is how they're dressed. Right. The hood, the 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 pants that look like you're going to cut off some meat at the Brazilian barbecue, yeah. all that stuff. They wear that, and I think wearing that to a mall uh-huh. in 1990, the mall security is going to have some questions. Yeah, yeah, CIA yeah. probably will have some yeah. questions, too. You're, uh, you're going to get followed. Yeah. You're going to get the wrong attention. You're yeah. going to get a second look. Uh-huh. You're going to get a second and probably a third look. <laughs> they go around the mall showing all these girls a picture of Jordan to try and figure out who doesn't know who he is. Everybody knows who he is. It's 1990 in a mall. <laughs> this is 1990 in a mall. And it made me really miss malls. Uh-huh. Oh, me too, like, man. The, I mean, not only are we not able to go anywhere because of COVID, really, but like malls as they were in the 90s. Yeah, malls just aren't, aren't what they, they are. They just don't. Yeah. No, the Galleria here in Dallas, and man, it used to be the fucking best. Actually, oh, it's, it's not bad, but it's just, it doesn't have the magic. That's probably because I'm not 
eight anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh, was that was that your childhood mall? That was when I went to. Yeah. Dude, North Park was cool that's... too, but it was before it got real ritzy. Yeah. They were low status enough to have a Thirsties, like a smoothie place. Uh-huh. They didn't have an Apple Store. They didn't have a Neiman Marcus. They were just like another place yeah. to go get a Slurpee. And man, I missed that. I love it. The Galleria was your the Galleria was, your was great. Childhood mall, oh, it was so bro. great. That's awesome. Oh, that was like the big mall. That was the big mall here in town. Hell yeah. The closest experience I've had since then is being in Japan last year. Every building in Tokyo, if you saw a cross section of it, most of it is mall. If you just saw it sliced in half, it's mall. It's, that's mall. Mall after mall. It's just like a hidden mall in every building downtown yeah. in Tokyo. It's awesome. That's awesome. It was like the place that a nineties boy wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect environment. Super nineties boy. <laughs> yes. The guys are going around the mall and showing this picture. And every time they show a girl a picture of Jordan, the reaction is like a horror movie where you, if you see the picture, you go insane. <laughs> you just lose your mind. Like that, it's like the ring or something. Cause they just go, ah! it's just not even a sexual uh-huh. charge. It is it's, just like, it's hurting. It's hurting them. It hurts them how, yeah. how much they love this boy, <laughs> this kid. Ah! Uh, so it's not really going well uh-huh. for them. And so they ultimately were recognized and chased out of the mall yep. by a bunch of girls who are mm-hmm. who are just going bananas for these boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they run into a car that they think has been sent for them. Yeah. And say, great, we're going to get out of here. This fucking plan did not work. <laughs> well, there's an issue with that. Yeah. That car was not meant for them. Uh-huh. That car was sent. Okay. This is complicated. So let's break it down. Okay. Just keep in mind the boys are in the car they shouldn't be in. Uh-huh. The royal Middle Eastern wedding that they're playing is to be for Princess Khalila uh-huh. of an unnamed Middle Eastern country. Yep. The daughter of King Ahmed, again, of a country to be determined. Voiced by uh, Uncle Phil. Oh, is it? He yes. sounded like Shredder. Yes. Yeah, it sounded yep. like Shredder. Uh-huh. Okay, great. I thought so, but I, I didn't look it up. They have an estate in Beverly Hills. This is their first time visiting, mm-hmm. they say. But their Beverly Hills estate looks like a set from Aladdin. Right. <laughs> It's just like a palace right, with, yeah. you know, when it looks like it's, I, and I could not look them up and figure out what they were called for the life of me. But, you know, in, uh, I guess what we would think of as Persian architecture, it looks like a dollop of cream at the top of the tower. Oh, yeah. Those little things are like a little Hershey's kiss. Yeah. They got those. Like, it is just <laughs> like they picked up a, a piece of land and dropped it right. here in America and, and like tents and all sorts. Of, it was just someone who does no homeworks idea of what would happen <laughs> in a Middle Eastern country at that time. That's where they live, but in Beverly Hills. King Ahmed has hired the kids, the new kids, to play the wedding of his daughter, Princess Khalila. Mm-hmm. But there's no groom yet, and Khalila doesn't even know that she's trying to get married because mm-hmm. it's an arranged marriage yep. he's trying to put together. And they're having a, just a, okay. They're having an argument over not even an argument. Here's the thing: he is very progressive for a man who carries a bejeweled sword around with him. <laughs> Fahib, please go out and find five modern American men for Khalila to choose from. Perhaps, as in our country, you could find young men at the marketplace. (laughs) Father, in America, it is called a mall. I will search for these modern young men at something called a mall. He's trying. He's trying to meet her halfway. I'll tell you what. He's not doing bad. For for what they gave him, Uh he's really not doing bad. But it's a surprising move. Given that what he does later, too. Uh-huh. So the dad says to his employee, go find five men at the mall and pick them up and bring them back. And that is the car into which the kids ran. He hits the lotto. Yeah. He finds the white the most, man lotto. The five 
most valuable boys uh-huh. in all the land. <laughs> it's like five jewels on a crown. That's them. Yep. And Jordan's at the center. He's the big one in yep. the middle. And that's <laughs> and now his employee is bringing, and they just think when they hear what's happening, he says like, hey, by the way, I'm not here to pick you up for you. For you. Mm-hmm. I'm here to pick you up to bring you back to a Middle Eastern royal family. For me. For me. Yeah, you're all mine now. <laughs> he kidnaps them. Uh-huh. Kid. Oh, new kid caps them. Yep. And they just say, hey, great. This is a great opportunity to see if this girl Uh loves you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when they get there, they go into a game show upon hearing like truly what the situation is and seeing uh, Kalila. Mm -hmm. They say there's a show in this world that they're living in called Pick Your Guy. It's not like Who's Your Kid? That's what it should have been called. (laughs) It's Who's Your Kid. But she doesn't know that they're the new kids on the block. It's Pick Your Guy. And it's very confusing because... They say, we nominate Jordan, but then four of them participate. It's a dating game. Mm-hmm. She's going to sit there and see these four guys on screen tell her good things. But they they nominate Jordan, <laughs> and then all of them just have nice things to say about Jordan instead of themselves. It's, it's a rigged game. And then also Donnie's hosting it. Although it's just a weird like break in. It feels like in gym when they have the music videos and you don't know if it's reality or not. Uh-huh. Like this is them just having a, a television set all of a sudden. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's, what's really happening? Here? Yes. But the outcome is that she loves Jordan. And so or she picks him. Uh-huh. That's her kid. Yep. <laughs> and King Ahmed says, great. Y'all are getting married. Boom. It's an arranged marriage mm-hmm. that, that I don't, they never say, oh, we were supposed to play a marriage or uh-huh. a wedding or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like none of this comes together. They are not into that. Uh-huh. Uh, and in fact, I believe that's when Jonathan Jordan's brother yeah. as, as a character on the show says, mom's not going to like this. Uh-huh. And uh, he looks nervous. And again, like this is a guy who on record was dealing with anxiety yeah, on the road. And depression, yeah. Yeah, that, like yeah. that's part of why he quit the, uh-huh, right. the thing. So it's like, I don't, did you, did all the boys come together and say, hey, animators, by the way, you might want to know he's nervous. Hey, he's nervous scared nally. right now. Dick and Biscuit, by the way, are back at the hotel still looking <laughs> for the kids. They lost their kids again. <laughs> These kids are always escaping. Jordan and the kids are saying, hey, we uh, we ain't going to go for this. We got a show to play. We got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Not even knowing that that's the show they're supposed to play. Right. And the employee of King Ahmed says, The king would rather cut off your heads than disappoint his only daughter. <gasps> you will proceed with the wedding or else. It's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. It's fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and espe- I mean... Ugh. You should flip your wig when you hear this. This yep. should be like, a, you take it very seriously. There's a man, he is sitting there with his own sword, mm-hmm. his own scimitar. Stuff just got real. Stuff got real, mm-hmm. real. Like, I don't think they should have taken it there. Yeah. I think that's a little too much for this cartoon. Back it off just a tiny uh-huh. bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, they start trying to sneak around, sneak out, and in sneaking around at the threat of being beheaded. Mm-hmm. Just a small threat. It's a, It's You know what? It's a quick, well, it should be a quick death yeah. unless they don't get it right. And then it's not. <laughs> Jordan overhears Kalila talking about, I guess, to herself about how no one could ever love her for herself because she's a princess. It's exactly, you know, oh, you're just like me. Mm-hmm. And they get together and both reveal who they are. Oh, I'm, I'm a new kid. Holy shit. I can't believe it. Well, we can't get married. I, I ain't going to do that. Well, I want to be married yet. And the way that Jordan puts it to the dad is we're really cool together. But getting married isn't hip right now. <laughs> and he doesn't mean like in society, it's not hip. It's not hip for him. Like at this moment, this ain't hip for me. They're appealing to him and trying to get him to accept that they don't <laughs> want to get married. And they escape on camels. Yep. 
It's a camel chase, not yes. a horse chase. No. Camelback ride. <laughs> so not only beheadings being uh, threatened and, you know, uh, palaces and jewels and all the swords. But high-speed camel chases. High-speed camel chases. Yes. And uh, the kids do pretty handle themselves pretty well on mm-hmm. those camels, I got to say. They get back to the hotel. They're also worried about playing this gig. Yes. Again, not knowing that they are at the gig already. And that's the main thing that Dick has been worried about. Their manager, he says something about how if they don't play the gig, there will be an international incident. And I know what he's trying to say, but I feel like that's really blowing up their importance just a tad. Uh The kids. I don't know that there's going to be like diplomatic breakdowns if this group of children don't play this (laughs) wedding. I I. Don't know, but I just feel like that. <laughs> they get back. Dick finds out what's going on with them, that Jordan's trying to be married off. Mm-hmm. And I love, this is so real. Yeah. He freaks out. And what he doesn't say is, if he is married, all the girls will not like him anymore and my product won't sell anymore. <laughs> like, if you can't be married, you can't have a girlfriend. You can do it in secret, yeah. but don't wear your ring on stage. Uh-huh. Like, that is what he's just saying. Like, I will lose my job or the, the record company will kill me because record sales will go down if I allow this piece of meat to be taken off the market. Yeah, it's not hip for you to be. It's doing not that. hip right now mm-hmm. for me to do that is, <laughs> is what he should have said. <laughs> so that dicks way against it at that point. Uh, and it's purely a business decision, it seems like. <laughs> but they appeal to King Ahmed's uh, better side, I guess. And that's what it is, is that Jordan manages to convince him, hey, you love your daughter, right? We'll do it better. (laughs) (laughs) But that it works out, you know? And then as a prize Mm -hmm. for Kalila, and here's the thing, her and Jordan like each other a lot. She even says, the guy I marry in the future, I hope he's like you. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, why don't y'all keep dating? (laughs) Like even on the slide, probably because like Dick is like elbowing Jordan, like, no. Yeah. No, no. Got to keep this cash cow single and ready to mingle. In another 25 years, I'll let you settle down. Yeah. When your face is no longer bankable uh-huh. for me, oh, we have to market you as like a <laughs> DILF versus being a young man who is on the scene. Or a G-DILF. Or a G-DILF. Mm-hmm. G-DILF. Yep. We'll do that then when you can be daddy. When we invent calling men daddy. Yep. Then we you can be married. When dad when dad bods are hot. These guys also look great, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like really good. Yep. Really good. Or- Joey, you're my kid. <laughs> But they reward her, Kalila, with a pr- I, almost the full song. That's two minutes of this cartoon is the song I'll Be Loving You, mm-hmm. the the big old ballad <laughs> that is sung. It's, I think it's meant to be like a Bee Gees ballad because yeah, yeah. it's all in this thing. But it, he's not projecting. It's so weak sounding. It's just uh, it's a slog. He, he was trying to get his gibbs on, but. Didn't work. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't have the pipes. He didn't have the the cojones to pull off a Gibbs. No. Okay. And few do. Few do. So the cartoon only lasted through ninety one. I don't know if that was a. (laughs) This is the only thing that is like uh, financially reasonable for us to do. Right. Or if it's that they saw the end coming. It wasn't coming very soon, but it was on the way. I don't know. I don't know. Deep. You know, do it cheap. Right. They should have. It should have been a bankable thing. Yeah. Maybe or, it was. or or fifteen episodes were just good enough for them to uh, you know just re- rerun. Yeah. <laughs> Every two weeks, you're having to show the same shit again. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll, look, I'll put it this way. Uh-huh. I haven't looked at what the other plots are for this show. Yeah. I am quite happy to come back to the show and look at some other stuff. All right. Because this is one of a thing we have found over and over again. One of the few truths that is universal in tunes. That we've discovered in 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. If there's live action in the tune, 
it's good. Yep. It's going to be good it's for what we do, be. at least. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be funny. <laughs> the cartoon ended, 1991. The kids kept blocking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they kept going, but it wasn't a ride without bumps. Everybody was getting stressed. Uh-huh. Uh, there were some fist fights. I mean, they're kids. Yeah, sure. Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg specifically had some trouble. Yeah, he did. Uh, the bad boy was back at it. <laughs> he was at it a lot. Uh-huh. He's, he, he's he, always a bad boy. Uh-huh. Always. Donnie, bad boy, Wahlberg. Yes. At the age of 20, they were in Louisville, Kentucky, and their career was on fire. But you know what else was also on fire? You tell me. <laughs> the hotel they were staying at. <laughs> because uh, Mr. Wahlberg got arrested for arson. <laughs> he got charged with arson. Now, yes. there were never any flames. Um, According to Donnie uh, Wahlberg. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're take, uh, uh, you're taking flames. one side, uh-huh. one report from the person <laughs> accused. Hey, listen, celebrity. listen that, that first degree arson, it could have had 20 years to life. All right, that that, that could, you know, that, that, that could have been crazy. the outcome. That just seems crazy to me. Uh, but he says, he says no flames. <laughs> no flames. No flames. No flames. <laughs> uh, there are reports that he was running down the hallway, uh, dumping vodka all over his head in the hallway. I saying, that. saying he was going to set it on fire. Okay, well, um, <laughs> see, that makes it worse. Yeah, it does. What? I just love this defense of like, <laughs> what, there were no flames? Come on. Like... <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but the, listen, the, the charges were later on uh, reduced to just a misdemeanor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he's Put it this way. Sadly, mm-hmm. he's a white celebrity with a lot of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, like That's <laughs> that's going to happen. Like The people have not gone down for way more. Uh-huh. I don't know if that tarnished the whole. I, I doubt it. that was like that big of a problem as far as fans go. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it just made Donnie all the more. <laughs> You know, lovable. And those and for those that wanted to save him from this life of of arson and vodka pouring. But it sounds like they were just having a less and less good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that includes Jonathan Knight, Jordan's brother, who we were talking about has the anxiety about all this, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're a kid. You probably haven't really gotten to deal with any normal kid stuff. Right. It, and now you're 20 or 21. You're on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he was dealing with anxiety and depression. He ended up quitting the band. And not quitting the band, but still quitting the band. And so they voted him out. So they voted him out. His own bro. Uh Oh, man. They released another album. That last album was... Was a lot like Pumps in the Dumps. Yeah, I know, it, man. It, 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 they went a little more gangster with it. It was I a hip hop infused album. Uh, pretty funny. You can do uh, hip hop infused, fine, like, uh-huh. but not, not like, hey, we're dangerous now. We were just playing around when we were talking about, I love you, girl. Like yeah. that's just, it looks, it's so obvious what's I'm happening. Dog. I'm a dog. <laughs> so they called it quits mm-hmm. in 1994. The kids hung up their kids suits and the rat tail the rat the, tail was they, cut off they just took the rat tail pinned it on <laughs> it was the wall a clip on, they, clip they on probably framed it like they uh-huh. like you would a jersey yeah. and they did end up of course they've come back together since then that's yep. what happens with most of these groups mm-hmm. they've reunited in 2008 and then since then they put out albums not bad stuff mm-hmm. from what i'm hearing <laughs> but what they it's like that's fine but what you really did your body of work is what you did in your original grouping when you were at the top of your game. Uh-huh. And what they left behind is an everlasting legacy of music and animated entertainment. On today's episode. On today's episode is the segment of the Days Past Tooncast where we look back at the cartoon that we've watched 
and we look at the number one hit singles of morality. We pick, we say, what's number one with the bullet, baby? And then Casey Kasem says, ah, it's this one. And you better learn a lesson from it. You better find a lesson in it. Mm-hmm. Or Casey's going to be angry. Oof. You don't so want to anger Casey. I, I don't want Casey Kasem coming at me from the grave. Uh-uh. Rest in peace, brother. Yep. So, with that in mind, Travis, I hope that you found some kind of moral in today's episode of News Kids, New Kids on the Block. Well, I did. I did indeed. Um, so, you know, being in this podcast with you, Will, we've been at the height of popularity forever. You know, uh-huh. we're we're constantly hiding from from women and and uh, and nerds all over when we go when we go to the mall or or anywhere. I've been hiding from women my whole life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I broke your your flow. No, you're good. You're good. Um. So yeah, we've been running from fans our whole lives. Yes, we're very basically popular. fame is a monster and it'll eat you if you don't control it. Will, what'd you learn? <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet, baby. Man, what a what a dire warning you uh-huh. had for us. Fame um, is a monster. Okay. I'm kind of on similar lines. Yes. When you're riding high, mm-hmm. however fleeting, however undeserved it might be, it might be, hey, one hit wonders. You might be the guy on YouTube that accidentally sits on attack. Mm. Yeah, that could happen <laughs> to you. And then you might be popular for yep. a brief time. Say yes to everything while that window is open. Uh-huh. Slurpee cups, clothing licenses, cartoons, Ties. for sure. Yep. It may not last and uh-huh. it probably won't. It, uh, guaranteed, I mean, you're not. How often does Led Zeppelin come along or the Beatles? Mm. No. Yeah. Doesn't right. happen. You're right. But you'll be somebody's new kid. You'll be somebody's in sync or whatever uh-huh. forever. You only get that little time, though, to really milk that mother. Mm-hmm. It won't last. It won't. It's, it's, yeah. let's, let's say it won't. Yeah. But you will be immortalized through the cartoon adaption of you mm. and your life. Mm. And isn't that the dream? Isn't that what we're trying to get to here, Travis? I think so, if yeah. There's, if there's a heaven for you and me, yeah. it's a heaven where we're both animated by probably Filmation. Uh-huh. We're up there with Lou Scheimer watching He-Man episodes that were never even produced in the first place. All the best He-Man's never made. So if that window's open, if there's a hot pie on it with steam coming off of it, eat the pie before yep. the window shuts. Yep. Eat the pie, the whole pie, mm-hmm. before it's too late. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in today on the Days Past Tunecast for our 100th episode. Wow. And Travis, keep yeah. in mind, we have we have definitely made more than 100 oh, episodes yeah, 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 of the definitely. show. Yeah. If you count in between episodes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. all but those, yep. this is number 100 We're just for the books. Officially, yeah. You look at a spreadsheet, we got a lot of them. <laughs> That's what it says, yep. and that makes it true. Thank you for joining us for this. If you're a regular listener, thank you for joining us all the time. We appreciate you. We really want to engage with you guys. So please get on Apple Podcasts, write us a review, leave us a five-star review, write, uh, you know, get follow us on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram at DP Tunecast. And listen, we also, we, we talked about this earlier, we also did a little music video on YouTube. It's called X-Men Attack, and if you go to YouTube and search for Days Past Tunecast, you'll find it. You know what? You can also just follow the link in the show notes. 
So here's some uh, good news, bad news okay, situation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're in the holiday times right now. Specifically, it is the month and the season of Toonsmas. <laughs> due to COVID, due to scheduling, due to many, many, uh, just so many elements that are at play here. Earth, wind, fire, all that. This is going to have to be your Toonsmas this year. This is us not only celebrating Toonsmas, but also celebrating the new year. Because we're not going to be back until after the new year. The good news is we're going to come back and we're going to come out back strong. We got a whole bank of cool cartoons slew. to talk about. So I, uh, to get it out of the way, Mary Jane Smith, mm-hmm. happy new year. Mm-hmm. And after a hundred episodes, man, yeah, tutor my duder. I'll be loving you <laughs> forever. Well, tutor my duder. All right, that's me, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Matthew. Matthew. I'll match you. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Vanilla Ice comes out. It's funny because he's so much a scoundrel. He he's is. a fucking scoundrel, yeah. this uh-huh. guy. Like, I, I, on one hand, I hate his guts. Like, uh-huh. just because he, when you watch that clip of him saying like, no, you see? And he's smiling like, no, it's dun, 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 how he didn't Oz steal goes, it. Oz goes, there's goes. 